Welcome to a special edition of Theology Unplugged. We are going to continue the series that we started called Conversations with Tad. And in this series, I am talking to a good friend of mine. And in this particular one, we're talking about the worldview chart, understanding the Christian worldview, understanding, you know, that chart that I made with the ark. And so many of you guys have seen that if you've been through the theology program, but I've uh, made it a little bit more specific and definite. You can see this on YouTube if you go to the Credo House YouTube channel and click on live. That is where you will find uh, this particular conversations with Tab, but that's what it's called. Uh, hope you enjoy this. Let's go ahead and get started. Oh, also, before we get started, I want to talk about my um, page on... Uh, uh, Patreon. That's where I get supported. That's uh, how I'm able to do these things. So if you could head over to patreon.com and search for C. Michael Patton, you will find that. We're also starting a class right now on Tuesday nights. You can join that class if you are a Patreon member and every Tuesday night, join us for coffee and theology. Okay, now for sure, let's get started. Long time friend, we are having conversations about God. We are having conversations. The reason why I have Tad here is because he, for so long, has been so hard to convince. And now that he's coming around, he's got really good questions. He's a, he's a, he just is a cliche from the standpoint of being a Catholic, growing up, being an atheist and a Catholic at the same time, and then slowly coming around, but also just asking the questions, the hard questions, and not really giving in to the, the, uh, propaganda often presented, you find presented within the church and just questioning everything. And that's why we're here. That's why Tad's here. We have conversations all the time and we thought we'd start recording them. So I've had Tad, Tad, you watch my, watch my video, my latest video uh, that is on YouTube and on uh, Theology Unplugged that has the chart on it, the, the infamous chart. I've been using this chart for a long time, Tad. And, uh, I've been using it since 2003. I started making it. Now it's a it's a different version. This one's a full fledged crazy version of it. But you know, I just started to uh, trying to help people, help myself understand the different what, what. Not so much uh, who is God, because we're, when we talk about God, we talk about Christ. We talk about the Trinity. But this is this chart. I'm trying to. I guess Tad. Whenever I want you to look at it, I want you to begin to understand what is the definition of God. Not not just who is God, but okay. What... Well, I, I've watched it probably five times in the last day and a half, and um, you know I got to work too. So, but every time I watch it, it gets better. Good. And <laughs> the gets, first time you watched it, you didn't like it. You were like, "Let's do something." No, it's else. Too, it was too long, and it started out too strong. It started yeah. out too uh, uh, cerebral for me. Okay. And so I watched it again and again and again, and then it started making more sense. So it wasn't so. Um, don't take this the wrong way. It wasn't so uh, cerebral. I started understanding the terms. Yeah. And and once you understand the terms, it makes it a lot easier to to understand the message, and. I, uh, I, I, I really liked starting in the middle of this. The lines were kind of wearing me out, and some of the. And, and can I just be honest with, you, like friend to friend? 
Yep. It was like, okay, he's here, he's there, we're here, we're there. And I was like, okay, this is kind of, I mean, who cares? I, I, honestly, we already know where we are. Everybody knows where he is. Yeah. You just want to do it in this cognitive way of where it's, um, you have to explain it in like a theological scholar type way. I'm looking at it, and like we've said before in one of our other cat podcasts, was like, talk to me like I'm a third grader. Yeah. So this is, it was way over my head, and I was really nervous about um, having this conversation today because this is so over my head. That's why I watch it so many times. But I respect what you're doing, and you're helping, you know, honestly, millions of people by doing this. And I wanted to take it serious, like more serious than I've probably taken the other ones. Because this one was, uh, I think you nailed it. This is one that. So uh, now I nailed it. <laughs> no, no, seriously. Is that what you think now? It's, I mean, you actually. Yeah, yeah, because this is what, I mean, we talked about the soul the last time. Yeah. Nailed it. This one, um, I think you got one more better one coming at. Or probably that you've done already, but this one nailed it to me. And it's, I mean, we're talking about like the position, it's almost like positioning. Where is God compared to us? You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Why do we believe in something that we can't see? And you said, what did you say? I wrote it down. Um, he doesn't have eyes. So I started thinking right then, you know, because I'm stupid, that animals like dogs and cats and stuff like that and just animals in, in, in general can't speak. But they're your best friends. Yeah. They listen to everything. And it kind of made me think of, I'm dumbing this down because you know me, but I'm thinking, okay, you said God didn't have eyes. He's just, he just exists. And so do dogs and cats and squirrels and deer and whatnot. I don't hunt, and I'm sure that's going to piss somebody off. But uh, the reason they can't talk is because, is why we love them so much. The reason he can't see is because he feels. So you always kind of have a different, you know, deaf people see better and blind people hear better. It's kind of one of those deals. Yeah. And that's how I took it. It took me like four or five times to watch it to see it. But well, there's always a parallel. Okay, let me let me bring up the chart just so people can know what we're talking about. I'm yeah. gonna bring this back up once again, um, and try to. I, I know I know it's busy. The main thing. Well, let me go back to this. Main thing I want people to understand is the is the basic. Let's see here. The basic right here, when we're talking about, <laughs> I've got it written on here, but when we're talking about the separation between who God actually, what God actually is, not who God actually is, what God actually is, we've got this idea of holiness. Holiness is a term that just means separate. God yeah, are you saying separate. holiness or holy next? Holiness, like a holy, like a holy roller, or holy it out with an e Catholic church or whatever. Yeah. Okay, you spell it with an E-X. That's what I saw the first time. Oh, okay. No, it's E-S-S. 
but you've got God's holiness, meaning his transcendence. And that's who, and that that's what he actually is because he had to create everything. Right. Now, let me, let me try to do something different, Tad, and I want to see what you think, okay? Because you've been through this. You know God exists above the arch. We exist below the arch. God interacts with us below the arch, but his existence, his eternal existence is above the arch. But let me, let me try to do one thing and tell me what you think, okay? This is new. I just made this before we did our podcast. Now, I'm going to try to compare this to different worldviews, see if this clarifies a slight bit. This one here, polytheistic worldview. Polytheistic simply meaning many gods. So you take the Greeks, the Romans, the the Hindus today, uh, even Mormons today are would. Let me ask you something real quick. Okay. What's the, what's the, the polyest or whatever you just said? What's the difference yeah. in that mythology? Nothing. It's the same. Mythology is based upon a polytheistic worldview. Okay. So, okay, and you and I can get to this later. And we've done, we've had this conversation before. Um, but moving on. Well, notice here, okay, you've got you've got nothing above the arch in a polytheistic worldview. So whenever you're talking about the Greeks, the Romans, the Hindus, the Mormons, the the uh, everybody that has more than one God, you have no timeless eternity because you've got all the gods existing below the arch, right? So they're with us. They're just they, they just happen to be more powerful than us. And so the definition for God, let's say the definition for God uh, to a ancient Greek uh, person living on the earth that worships all these gods, his definition is just something that's more powerful, not something that transcends time, space, and eternity, not something that created everything out of nothing, but just something that happens to exist in our continuum that we exist in down here, and they just happen to be more powerful than us. They happen to provide for us. They're, they give to us of the crops or of the sun or whatever else, but they exist all below the ark. And so there's nothing above here. Time goes on forever, but time wasn't created. So therefore, You're so hooked on time right now, and which we can talk about here in a minute, but I want to know what makes them wrong and makes us right. Okay, that, that's what I'm trying to get to. But notice here, you have a world where you don't have up here timeless eternity. You don't have timelessness. You have time everlasting only. So time goes back forever and goes forward forever, right? You get it. If it's not created, it's always been. If it's not created, it's always been. How can it have been if it's not created? Well, that's that's a good question. That's what brings us to our worldview. But here you have it's always been. It's not created. So you can go back a billion years into the past and you you got an infinity to go. Everything has just always been. If if it doesn't come out of nothing. Always been to me is uh, I'm 52 years old. So yeah. always been to me was 52 years ago and always will be will be the day that I die. So that's infinity for me. Well, for you. Right. But when we're trying to determine where you came from, obviously something came before you. Well, you know, my parents and yeah, and their parents and their parents and so on all the way okay. back. Okay. That's fair. All right. Is there a point where there's a starting point is the idea. And from the polytheistic worldview, there is no starting point. It has just always been. In science, sometimes it's called the steady state universe theory. It's just always been. There's always been time. That's the idea here. Why are you so hooked on time right because now? Because it's absolutely essential to understanding God. 
if you're understanding what I'm talking about here, if you have time going on for eternity and time, let's say Zeus right here, you've got Zeus, and let's say he is the he is the main god. Yeah, uh, Zeus. I thought it was Hercules. You corrected me, Zeus. Yeah. There you go. Then the Mount Olympus, you got Zeus. Let's say he's the main god, and he's the most. Even though in Greek mythology is not necessarily there's somebody that comes before him, but he didn't create everything. Nobody, there's nobody in this thing that created everything. Everything just happens to be, right? Okay. And so they may have created things like uh, Zeus, let's say, let's just say, for instance, which he didn't, but let's just say he, he did create the earth. But he still needs a creator himself, right? Mm -hmm. He has to have a creator because he's in this time. In time, you've got the law of cause and effect. That's going to offend you and probably half the people that are listening. Okay. A lot of this, and we can edit this up, and we probably will. A lot of this feels like a comic book to me. Well, and, it's like a comic book. That's why I present, it's presented this way. Well, okay, that's fair. But I, um, and like I said before, I feel like you're trying to talk me out of this. And it's taking so long to get the end of this. And now we're talking about, you know, poly something and mythology is the same thing as that. And it just seems kind of um, a little far-fetched. I want to believe it. I do believe it. But I'm telling you why I didn't believe it. No, no. Look at this. I mean, this does seem far-fetched. And this is actually what comic books are based on. Whenever you have comic books, I mean, look at the Marvel comics. You've got, you've got, the, you've got Thor. He's a god. But in the end, he's not a creator god, right? He didn't create everything. He's just somebody who happens to be more powerful than other people. Therefore, they define God, that which is more powerful than me. That's not what we're defining God as. God is not simply, simply something that is more powerful. I mean, Thor is not the most powerful in the Marvel Universe, right? You, have an, you even have Zeus in the last movie. And he, Zeus is not the most powerful either. But why are they defining them as God? Because God, in some, some people's minds, is just an, this ethereal being, this being that happens to be more powerful than them, this being that they just don't understand its existence. That, that is not the definition of God. I'm trying well, to... I think, I'm, I think I might be looking at God the wrong way. Okay. I think the way I look at him and the way that um, he and I talk every single day, and I, I mean every single day. And, and I've said this before to you a million times, like he's my dad. Yeah. And he, but he doesn't make any mistakes like my dad did. And this guy is going to protect me when he truly feels like I need protected. Yeah. He's going to let me go. And he's going to let me screw up. He's got a loose rope. But what you're defining is you're, you're defining your relationship with God. That's my definition of who he is. Absolutely. And that's so basically you already have a relationship. I'm not trying to get you to because I know you have a relationship with God, right? We're good there. We're kind of setting that aside and we're trying to understand. It's kind of like you meet somebody, you meet your wife and you say, hey, this is the person I'm going to be with forever. And then you, 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 for the rest of your life, begin to understand her and begin to learn about her, even more about her past, even more everything about her. So it's not as if you're, this is the prerequisite. Before you can really know God, you have to know all these things. That's not what I'm saying, Tad, right? 
All you have to do is trust in Christ. Once you trust in Christ, we have access to God the Father. Here is here is what we are presented, and we have a relationship. And you don't need to know anything more than that. You don't have to know anything more about your wife. Get married, no more, no more needed. Let's say we get married to our wife and say, hey, listen, I got to know you all I wanted to before we got married. Since we've been married, we I've I've taken the plunge and let's don't go any further. The plunge. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I know enough about you to where I love you. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I want to know the rest of it. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's basically what we're doing. Then we start talking about um these other things that we go down these rabbit holes, it's, uh, I like, I like my relationship with God, how it is. And I, I don't know if I want to like know anymore. Okay. Okay. All right. Say that, say that to your wife and see what happens. Well, I'm not married. I know that, but I'm just say it to your significant other. See what happens. I know enough about you. I don't want to know anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably it, right. it might disturb me. Yeah, yeah. There might be things about you I don't feel, like. Okay, so he feels the same way. Well, sure. It's a relationship. It's a real relationship. But I feel like he knows everything about me. Well, sure he does. So, if he knows everything about me, <laughs> that's all we really care about. Well, you know? you're not you're not all that matters, are you? That's to him, from what you've told me. No, I'm stay, I'm sticking with your uh, you with your significant other here, right? Yeah. Okay. She says I know everything about you. Uh, so that's the end of it. And you say, good, that's the end of it. I don't want to know anything about you. Anything more about you. God loves to be known. Let's, let's start with this assumption that the Bible says, uh, in Jeremiah, it says, uh, let not a man boast in his horses or in his chariots, but let the man who gets excited and boasts, boast in this, that he understands and knows me. So basically God's saying, I want to be known. The entire Bible, I mean, it's a 66-book collection of all this information that God has given to us unsolicited. And he says, hey, I gave you a book. Check it out. Get to know me. He gave all of creation. And he said, get to know me through creation. And so he wants to be known because it's exciting to know who he is. What does he want to be known for? And what is he? What, 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 where does he want me to, to study him? Like, what part does he want me to know the most? I don't know. Well, I mean, Christ. I mean, it, the revelation of Christ is the most important. Whenever Christ came and he said to Philip, you know, he who has seen me has seen the Father. And so to come to know Christ is to come to know God. But that's in the relationship sense as well. You want to, this is, this is to understand what God is, who God is, in order to not only have a better relationship with them, but in order to answer a lot of the questions that you have from your reason, your your capacity to think, your all the questions that you have that say, wait, this doesn't make sense. And, and how, how in the world does it make sense for, let, let's put it this way, I've had this asked a million times, if God created everything, who created God? a great question from a philosophical standpoint if i say listen i don't know i just throw all my all my chips on the table right here and i tell you i don't know but hopefully i have a good enough hand right and you said that you said that a million times yeah yeah and it doesn't work does it so getting to know god 
it's answering these questions that'll come up. I deal with doubters, Dad, all the time. People who have been Christians their entire life and all of a sudden come to some significant crisis. And whether it's a suffering crisis that they have or whether it's an intellectual crisis they have as they go to the university or, or listen to somebody on YouTube and they present what they feel like is a good argument against them and their whole worldview falls apart. What we're trying to do is to build the worldview so that it can't fall apart. You know what I think those people are? What? Weak. Well, maybe, but I've been you there. Have to, you have. Look, I'm going to offend people. You need this to come in at this deal, right? No, go ahead. Defend everybody. I think, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I can relate with those people because I remember why I didn't believe. Yeah. But once I commit to something, I stick to it. Yeah. And those people weren't committed anyway. So in my mind, they're weak. And you, there is, without a doubt, God. Without a doubt in my mind, Jesus died on the cross and was risen. There's no, no one's going to convince me otherwise. There's, I mean, you can't. There's no way. Because guess what? I've committed to what I believe in. And those folks are weak. So guess what? Moving on. No, no, no. That's fine. That's good. Then let me ask you this. Okay, you have somebody... In, in Jesus's day, in Matthew chapter 18, this was toward the end of his... Dude, I'm never going to know these things. Just tell me what he says. I'm I not... am. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm giving you people a reference from the outside so they can look okay. this up. All right. In Matthew 18, there's a point where... And he's been in ministry for the last three, six years, however long he was in ministry. We're not really sure how long that was, but he started at age around age 30. And this may be around age 36. He's coming toward the end of his life. He's coming toward, he knows the, the crucifixion is about to happen. And he turns to Peter and the rest of the apostles. And he says, who do men say that I am? This most important question I think has ever been uttered in the air, in this universe that has been created was right then. Who do men say that I am? And the apostles said, well, some people say you're John the Baptist risen from the dead. Some people say you're Jeremiah. Others say you are uh, uh, one of the prophets. So there's all these people, they have Christ and they see all these crazy great things he's doing. They say, he, this is who he must be. Uh, maybe, he, maybe he is one of the prophets from the Old Testament come back to life. And then Jesus turned to Peter and he said, but who do you say that I am, right? He said, you are the Christ. The son Jesus of the Peter and asked Peter this? Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Peter's the kind of head representative of the apostles of the time. Right. And, he, and he says, okay, in, in the midst of all these options, who do you say that I am? And Peter says, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Now, great answer, right? Perfect answer. At least yeah, at the yeah. time, it was perfect answer. Yeah. He, you're not John the Baptist risen from the dead. You're not one of the prophets risen from the dead. You're not Jeremiah. You are the Christ, the one we've been waiting on. And you are ontologically, again, I, I sorry to keep on using the, those words, but yeah, you, you know. are connected in your essence to God so much that you can be called the son of God in a different, the son of God, not a son of God, but the son of God, right? So that's special. I mean, Peter's like, boom, he knocked it out of the park right there. Yeah, right? that's the perfect answer of all things. Yeah, it is. But let me, let me give you, now let me go back to this. And just listen, you're gonna you're gonna I understand, maybe. Don't step into this. 
Okay, so let's go back here to our polytheistic worldview. And I, I'm going to offend a lot of Mormons here, but this is the way that it is. Mormons also, if you were to ask them, who do you say that Jesus is? They say he is the Christ. He is the son of God, right? They say that as well. Well, they, their God's name is George or something or Larry. <laughs> I don't know about that. But it is, just, though. what's their God's name? What, who they worship? Well, they worship Yahweh. Same as us. Yeah, okay. At least that's what they say, right? Yeah, well. But yeah. let me show you the difference. Let me show you the difference, okay? For a Mormon, basically this is Yahweh right here, okay? Zeus. Okay. You can call yeah. him, well, let's just call him Yahweh. I mean, who cares what names are? But he, he does not exist outside of time. Everything has always been. He just finds himself caught up in this time-space continuum. And he happens to be a really powerful one. And he does have a son named Jesus. But that son named Jesus, let's put him right here. That son named Jesus uh, and God created this world right here. And but there, but the thing is, you got to understand is this God that they have used to be on the earth a long, long time ago was one of these people here and lived a life so great that he was awarded the status of God. So he moved up here and became Zeus. That's what I'm doing there, or became Yahweh. And you and I living on the earth today can do the same thing as him and become gods ourselves. And so there are many gods out there. We just happen to be the one with the one called Yahweh. Do you get the difference? Um, keep talking. I mean, Mormons also, Mormons also worship Jesus, right? They also worship Jesus. Huh? Mormons also worship Jesus. They will tell you the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. They are the church. They will say, I absolutely worship Jesus. Okay. I absolutely oh. believe he died on the cross and rose from the grave. Okay. I absolutely believe the exact same way you do about this. So I will call him, like Peter, you are the Messiah. You are the son of the living God. But notice how differently they define God. God is down here among other gods that can become gods. He's not up here that created everything out of nothing. He is down here in time space continuum caught up just like thor just like superman just like everybody else and they define god completely differently than we do the definition of god not thor huh it was zeus not thor and the problem with thor is my girlfriend may or may not have a crush on thor so this is too soon well no that's, that's talk about I've, I've got a crush on thor but that's different <laughs> okay well <laughs> yeah Okay, but do you get what the I'm saying? Mormons do not believe in Jesus. They do believe in Jesus. They, Michael, they don't. What do you mean? I have had more than six people or seven come to my home because I let everybody in that has something to talk about because I like, I respect their time and I respect yeah. their, their, yeah. their, what they're doing. And uh, Jesus has never been a topic. It's, it was this George or Larry guy or whatever. And so I let them finish. And I say, uh, do you believe in Jesus? He died. Um, and, and, you know, 
hung on the cross and, and, and came back. And it's always been no. So I don't know if they're the wrong Mormons talking to me. Well, you do have bad Mormons. If that is the case, you've got bad Mormons. And they have asked the wrong questions. But, man, I have never heard that in my life. I well, they do. I just, just let, Let's assume that Let's assume correct. that we're going to edit this out. No, 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 no. Let's the just assume. Treat, the way they treat, uh, there's a different culture. I'm, I'm going to be politically correct here. They have a different culture on how they um, uh, men are men and women are women. Yeah. And there's a different culture there. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, this goes to a whole nother thing, but I, I have, uh, they, um, I don't think they believe in Jesus. Okay. But let's just assume that they do. And let's assume that I'm right. That I've, that I've studied and know about Mormonism, right? But yeah, I mean, you got like some bad Mormons. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you, you the people came to your house and you didn't. I'm just saying, let's assume that those were bad Mormons and Mormonism is like this chart that I showed you that God is, that we can become gods one day and we can create our own earth and that there are many gods out there. But we, but the, our particular God that we worship is called Yahweh, and he does have a son named Jesus, and we do worship his son, Jesus. Let's just assume that, right? But yeah. Just, well, but, okay, okay. With this. but assume but assume this, and then you all of a sudden, you've got God, Yahweh, and you've got Jesus. You've got them both being worshipped, but the primary difference is the absolute different a worldview that is that is this polytheistic worldview compared to the worldview that I was trying that we started talking about here to the worldview that has that has God not existing in time not stuck in time but God who is above time up here who created everything there's not a thing that is that is in existence that wasn't created by him, including time itself. Everything came out of nothing. He created everything out of nothing in the beginning. Where, of- where, where, where are you going with this? And how does it like in, in, because you're saying the same thing. I'm reading this right now and I've seen it five times. I feel like I've seen you five times today. I'm looking at it and I'm, I'm trying to figure out like, what, what's where are we going because i'm maybe i've seen it too many times today i'm sorry man <laughs> that's okay well you said you liked it you said it was good you've talked about but i i need it i need like the uh what, what are those versions the short version or whatever but I, i'm just I've, i'm really i've probably watched it too many times i'm sorry no that's okay that's okay i, I need the summary i want to know like Okay, so all of this. Okay, I get it now. You made you've made your point. You've convinced I mean convinced me on a million things that I didn't think I'd ever believe. Like you've here's what you've done for me selfishly. You've changed my mind on things, and nobody does that. And and you you have truly changed my belief, my mind, and um, on so many things. And because you can't argue with you for one, because you're too smart. <laughs> but here I'm trying to figure out like, okay, 
I get it. Now what? I yeah. mean, you know, that's where we are right now for me. Well, I'm not asking you to get really excited about this. Oh, I'm, I'm excited as hell about this. This this thing with this this chart you put together one took a lot of effort, I'm sure, and work. And uh, I know how hard you work, and, and and how helpful you are for so many people. But the chart thing, I'm over it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I want to know how it ends. Like, what's the point at the end if we already believe in everything you're already saying? Nothing, nothing. All I'm trying to do here is try to say, let's, let's, we're comparing and we're saying, let's get to know the God that we know and let's get to know him in distinction to other options that are out there. Right. Yeah. So, now notice here, you got naturalism and atheism. That's where you came from, right? Mm. Just an atheistic word. Didn't believe in God for most of your life or half your life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so this is basically what you what you were at before. You just have time, space, nothing above it. It was all closed system. Here's the universe inside this. We just exist. Time, space, and eternity just exists. So you've got that, which is naturalistic atheism, and you've got this right here, which is also atheism. It just happens to have real powerful people that are you know above this. Atheism is the same thing as Mormonism. Atheism is the same thing as polytheistic worldview because atheism simply says no, no, there was no being that created everything out of nothing. I'm trying to, for you, distinguish our God, distinguish the God of the Bible from all other options that are out there and say he is truly unique. And we're not just defining God. We're not just saying I worship God and saying, talking about our relationship alone. We're talking about a definition of God that we truly see as majestic, that is beyond anything that you, you can possibly understand. We're not just saying it's a powerful being in our universe. We're not just saying we worship somebody that, uh, or we're, we're defining God by that which we worship. We're saying God is so powerful, he brought everything out of nothing. He sustains the entirety of time, space, and eternity. He sits outside, enthroned above time, space, and eternity. The, uh, Christ, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit have eternally existed in a, in a relationship. And in that relationship, in timeless eternity, they decided, let's give to mankind, let's give to everybody, let's give the same type of thing that we experience in our relationship to other people. And that is, that is when we worship God, it just helps us to understand the, the majesty of God, the holiness of God. So we don't pull them down. There's nothing wrong with saying, like you have said, God is your dad, God is your friend, God is my buddy. Jesus said uh, in John chapter 14, you are my friends. Uh, this is what I call you now as my friends. We call him those things, but also he is that which is above time, space, and eternity, that which we don't understand, that which we can't comprehend, but that which has to exist in order for everything else to exist. That's where I'm going. Okay. You... And I'm not saying it all of a sudden gave you significance to you, but I'm just saying it is it is an important part of the, the what we call the discipleship. Is what it is. I mean, you're, it, it, you're building a foundation on God, and, yeah. and we get it. Uh, it looks like this is the same shirt I wore last time, but it's not. I got two shirts on. This anyway, is you, 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 you I, huh? This is the same shirt I wore last time. 
No, it's I, but it's not my same shirt. I yeah. wore one and I just realized I saw myself. I don't like. I don't wear one. anything but black, so it doesn't show the shadows of how fat I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just got a glance of me and I'm like, dude, it looks like the same shirt. It's not. But do you remember how um what turned me off and, and we talked about this I think a couple of podcasts ago and you said some words right there um explaining this that um I, and we need to I think we need to have a whole we'll figure it out, you and I, but it's uh, the turn off words. Yeah, you know, you, I you think need to write down the turnoff words. Until well, I don't know until you tell me until you say something. Okay. I'm like, okay. turns off. That's I'm out. But uh, um, I can't remember all of them. But there's a lot of. Them. How about washed in the blood? Huh? How about washed in the blood? That's all right. Okay. <laughs> it's just it's a turnoff word if you've been a Baptist your whole life. You have turn, you have turn off words like, from a Catholic like, standpoint. It's so formal and so like it, it's. I'm so into what you're doing, and I'm so into um, God and, and Christ, all, all these things. But there's just certain terms that, and we talked about this already. I'm just like, man. You know, it's let me do it. Let me like, can I believe my own way? Is that fair? I mean, if I believe and I believe in this and that, can I just believe in my own way? Maybe. I mean, sure, there's freedom, there's a lot of freedom. It just depends on what you're talking about. You know, if you say, I don't like the word, the word, uh, I don't know, uh, a theological word like atonement, and I say, okay, that's fine. I mean, atonement, what do you use? Huh? Ontology. Ontology. Well, that's not really a religious term. That's a, that's a philosophical that term. No, I said that just to piss you off. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. You talked about it for like 40 I know. Years. I know. I talk about ontology all the time, but it's very important. I try to get back to this. I said that to piss you off. Yeah. No, that, no, ontology is. Uh, I know what it is. Ontology is. You talk about it for no, no, let's get going. The ontology is a study of... <laughs> <laughs> it's the study of stuff. There you go. You got you it. Can, see? You got the chair that you're sitting in. It's got leather. And what, this is ontology. There you are. See? The book, there you go. There you, you go. You, you hey, you're going to God is going to bring some way in your life where you're going to use that real soon, and you're going to come and apologize to me. <laughs> you're probably what if i say ontology all right listen next next time folks we're going to be talking about the ontological exist argument for the existence of god it's a great one put together by anselm <laughs> there is one no, we i was i was going to do that sometime but i'll just mark that one off the yeah. list yeah well i mean if if, if if people that watch this or watch you don't know what ontology is by this point <laughs> they're not paying attention man all right well i'm i am glad you got that down uh, we will set aside this chart and we'll talk so we'll talk about something else next time but i do think this chart is foundational and it's, no, and it's, it's revolutionary it's best um, it's the best day i've had and i've watched you five times today all right good well folks thank you so much for watching uh, catch us with conversations with tab we're going to keep on going don't know what we can talk about next time i don't know that we'll ever plan it out 
and uh, be able to know what we're going to talk about. We just, you know, have a phone call or have a text and Tad says, let's talk about this next time. Or I say, what about this? Or I send him a video. We'll see. But we're having fun. And this yeah. is this is a good time. So yeah. see you later, Tad. See you later, folks. All right. um, share this. Share this with other people uh, if you think it's, it's valuable. I, I think it is. And uh, we'll catch you next time. I love you, man.